The following podcast is part of a certified educational activity titled Visual Exploration of the Possibilities for Macrocyclic TKIs in Treatment-Naive and Pre-Treated Fusion-Positive NSCLC and Other Tumors. Access the entire activity and complete the post-test at peerview.com forward slash BNK 860. Downloadable practice aids are also available. Hello, this is Dr. Stephen Liu, Director of Thoracic Oncology and Associate Professor of Medicine at the Lombardi Comprehensive Cancer Center of Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. Welcome to this peer view in motion activity focused on targeted therapy advances in oncology. In this educational program, we will use dynamic infographic visualization and animations to explore the structure, characteristics, and mechanism of action of novel macrocyclic tyrosine kinase inhibitors and their emerging clinical role in the treatment of ALK, ROS1, and NTRAC fusion-positive lung cancer, as well as other solid tumors. While lung cancer remains the most lethal cancer for both men and women, there have been undeniable advances in the treatment for advanced lung cancer and significant survival gains over the past decade. One of the major factors contributing to this improvement in outcomes is the recognition that lung cancer is not one disease, There is significant heterogeneity at the genomic level, and we can leverage these genomic differences to develop personalized, rational, therapeutic strategies. Somatic molecular alterations in non-small cell lung cancer can lead to oncogene activation through multiple mechanisms, including point mutations, insertions, deletions, and gene rearrangements or gene fusions. Oncogenic gene rearrangements can lead to the expression of oncogenic fusion proteins. Biomarker testing in search of these mutations and fusions has now become standard of care for all patients with advanced non-squamous non-small cell lung cancer, and the identification of specific genomic alterations now guides frontline therapy. These genomic alterations tend to impact protein kinases, which are key regulators that govern complex cellular processes, including cell growth, differentiation, proliferation, and apoptosis. Let's now step back a little and talk about kinases and kinase inhibitors, including the limitations of some of the conventional larger compounds. ATP is used by kinases for phosphorylation, which triggers a signaling process that takes a kinase from its inactive conformation to its active conformation. While kinases normally maintain a controlled equilibrium between their inactive and active states, Acquired genomic alterations can cause a shift, which leads to these kinases favoring their active conformation. This can be the result of mutations, substitutions of the original amino acids with other amino acids. Pathologic activation of kinases can also occur if the kinase gene undergoes a chromosomal rearrangement, resulting in a fusion to another gene that leads to constitutive phosphorylation of the fusion kinase. In either case, the overactive kinase then leads to aberrant, uncontrolled, or dysregulated cell proliferation. This leads to transformation into cancer. Targeted therapies, known as tyrosine kinase inhibitors, or TKIs, have played a transformative role in modern oncology with their ability to interrupt the pathologic kinase signaling that leads to unchecked cell growth. There are different ways to describe this. Targeted therapy, personalized medicine, precision oncology, these all refer to the same thing, searching for specific biomarkers and using their presence or absence to guide systemic therapy. The list of actionable biomarkers in lung cancer continues to grow, 
but several gene fusions or chromosomal rearrangements were established early on as particularly clinically important. Fusions in the anaplastic lymphoma kinase gene, or ALK, are present in about 5% of non-small cell lung cancer. Fusions in ROS1 are seen in about 2%, and fusions in NTRAC1, 2, or 3 are seen in under 1% of lung cancer. When any of these fusions are detected, they impact the recommended initial therapy. There are now multiple FDA-approved targeted agents available for lung cancer harboring any of these gene fusions. For patients with advanced non-small cell lung cancer with an ALK fusion, there are now five oral tyrosine kinase inhibitors approved as initial therapy. The first was crizotinib, which received its initial FDA approval for ALK-positive lung cancer in 2011 after demonstrating robust response rates and favorable toxicity. Subsequent randomized trials then showed that ALK tyrosine kinase inhibitors, like crizotinib and seritinib, offered higher response rates, longer progression-free survival, and superior tolerability when compared to frontline platinum-based chemotherapy. Later generation, more potent inhibitors were then compared to crizotinib and offered even better outcomes. Electinib, brigantinib, and lorlatinib are now all approved and preferred first-line agents with a median progression-free survival approaching three years in the frontline setting. This pattern of high response rates, deep and durable responses, and favorable toxicity profiles is the trademark of precision oncology and targeted therapy. We see a similar story with both ROS1 and NTRAC fusions. For ROS1, crizotinib and entrectinib are approved targeted agents. For NTRAC1, 2, or 3 fusions, larotrectinib and entrectinib have both received FDA approval, though these approvals are tumor agnostic, not just for non-small cell lung cancer. When used in the presence of an actionable gene fusion, these oral tyrosine kinase inhibitors targeting ALK, ROS1, or NTRAC offer frequent, deep, and durable responses, but eventually resistance is expected for all patients. Acquired resistance is often mediated by the emergence of specific mutations affecting the target gene, particularly solvent front and gatekeeper mutations. Acquired resistance is a complex process and is influenced by the specific agent used, but there are also other biologic influences. For example, for patients whose lung cancer harbors an EML4 ALK fusion, the specific fusion variant seems to influence resistance. Variant 3 has been associated with a shorter progression-free survival with ALK kinase inhibitors, and the important ALK solvent front mutation, G1202R, was fairly common with variant 3 and not seen with variant 1. These solvent front and gatekeeper mutations can create steric hindrance, interfering with the ability of some kinase inhibitors to access the binding site, preventing target engagement and reducing efficacy. Can we design more effective agents? Let's look more closely at how these targeted agents work. Tyrosine kinase inhibitors occupy the ATP binding site of kinase proteins like ALK, ROS1, and TRAC to prevent the binding of ATP. Most conventional kinase inhibitors are much larger than ATP and have extra motifs that extend beyond the ATP pocket of the kinase to allow the kinase to have a stronger interaction with the inhibitor than with ATP. Based on the orientation of the extra motif, kinase inhibitors can be classified as type 1 or type 2. Type 1 tyrosine kinase inhibitors often have the extra motif extending to the kinase's open solvent front area. For these inhibitors, solvent front mutations can promote acquired resistance. For example, crizotinib has a basic piperidine group that extends to the solvent front area, thus clashing with ROS1 solvent front substitution. 
solvent-front substitutions located at the C-terminus of the ATP adenine binding hinge mediate resistance to ALK, ROS1, and NTRAC inhibitors. In contrast, type 2 kinase inhibitors have the extra motif extending to the back pocket of the kinase. The most common treatment-acquired resistance to these kinase inhibitors are gatekeeper mutations. Despite the emergence and availability of a growing number of new targeted therapies for the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer, the development of acquired resistance mutations in patients treated with tyrosine kinase inhibitors, particularly solvent-front mutations, continues to be a major issue and limitation. Particularly recalcitrant mechanisms of on-target resistance can emerge in fusion-positive tumors, especially after exposure to potent tyrosine kinase inhibitors. For example, the most common of the solvent-front mutations for the ROS1 kinase, G2032R, was reported in 41% of patients who experienced progressive disease with crizotinib. Additionally, emerging solvent-front mutations, such as NTRAC1 G595R, NTRAC3G623R, and G623E, have all been reported in NTRAC fusion-positive solid tumors following treatment with the tyrosine kinase inhibitors larotrectinib and entrectinib. Given the emergence and incidence of these resistance mutations, there continues to be a high unmet medical need to develop novel therapies that can overcome intrinsic and acquired resistance, including solvent-front mutations. Currently, there are no approved tyrosine kinase inhibitors that can overcome solvent-front mutations that arise in ROS1 or TRAC kinases. But a number of novel tyrosine kinase inhibitors are currently in development that can maintain or enhance the inhibition of the targeted kinases, including macrocyclic tyrosine kinase inhibitors like repetrectinib. Macrocyclic tyrosine kinase inhibitors have a smaller structure and can bind deep within the ATP binding pocket, which can increase potency. There are several novel tyrosine kinase inhibitors in development for ALK, ROS1, and NTRAC fusion-positive non-small cell lung cancer. Novel macrocyclic kinase inhibitors have been rationally designed to circumvent many of the known solvent-front mutations that mediate resistance to currently available inhibitors. While these agents have a promising role in previously treated fusion-positive lung cancer due to their ability to overcome resistance, their high potency may even prevent the emergence of specific types of resistance. This has led to ongoing study in the treatment-naive setting with the hope of further improving first-line outcomes. Repetrectinib, or TPX-005, is a small, low-molecular-weight macrocyclic tyrosine kinase inhibitor of ROS1, TRAC, and ALK. The selectivity of repetrectinib for 395 distinct kinases is shown in this kinome tree. The selectivity index is defined as the kinase IC50 value divided by the ROS1 IC50 value, which is 0.071 nanomoles per liter, and is depicted by the size of the circles. The largest circle is ROS1 with an SI value of 1 by definition. This is followed by track A, track B, and track C with SI values between 1 and 10, followed by ALK and JAK2 with SI values between 10 and 20. Structurally, repetrectinib has a rigid, three-dimensional macrocycle that is also smaller in size than other currently available ROS1, track A, B, and C, and ALK inhibitors. It does not have extra motifs extending beyond the ATP pocket like the bulkier tyrosine kinase inhibitors. Repetrectinib was designed to efficiently bind with the active kinase conformation and avoid steric interference from a variety of clinically relevant resistance mutations. The compact and rigid three-dimensional structure enables repetrectinib to precisely and efficiently bind deep into the ATP binding pocket of the kinase, potentially circumventing the steric interference that results in resistance to older, bulkier kinase inhibitors, 
especially the solvent front and gatekeeper mutations of ROS1 and NTRAC. Structural modeling studies indicate that steric clashes do not occur between repetractinib and solvent front mutations involving ROS1, NTRAC1, 2, and 3, and ALK. Specifically, repetractinib maintains robust activity with all known ROS1 and NTRAC resistance mutations, including the most common solvent front mutations, ROS1 G2032R, NTRAC1 G595R, and NTRAC3 G623R and G623E. Selatrectinib and talatrectinib are among other investigational agents showing promise in overcoming resistance mutations. Selatrectinib is a selective TRAC inhibitor that retains activity in the presence of acquired mutations to currently approved TRAC inhibitors. Talatrectinib is a highly selective ROS1 and NTRAC inhibitor. In addition, it has potent growth inhibitory activity against both ROS1 L2026M gatekeeper mutations and ROS1 G2032R solvent front mutations. To recap, let's now take a look at a three-dimensional animation depicting how the next generation, more compact tyrosine kinase inhibitors can avoid and overcome resistance that limits the efficacy of conventional, larger tyrosine kinase inhibitors in NTRAC, ROS1, and ALK fusion-positive cancers. Receptor tyrosine kinase fusions are targetable oncogenic driver alterations in a diverse group of solid malignancies, including non-small cell lung cancer. Neurotrophic tyrosine receptor kinases, NTRAC 1, 2, and 3, are genes that encode the proteins TRAC A, TRAC B, and TRAC C. The TRAC family of receptors bind endogenous neurotrophin ligands, leading to activation of intracellular kinase domains and subsequent initiation of downstream signaling cascades that promote survival and proliferation. The extracellular domain of the TRAC receptor is thought to have an inhibitory function, preventing the dimerization and activation of the intracellular kinase domain. DNA damage and other events can cause two genes that are normally separate to combine, forming gene fusions. NTRAC1, 2, and 3, as well as ALK and ROS1, are genes that are susceptible to fusions. In the case of NTRAC fusions, the resulting chimeric TRAC fusion proteins lack the inhibitory extracellular domain, which localizes them inside the cell and allows them to dimerize without binding neurotrophin ligands outside the cell. The constitutively active kinase domain of the fusion protein activates survival and proliferation signaling pathways, resulting in uncontrolled tumor growth. Tyrosine kinase inhibitors inhibit these active fusion proteins. Agents like larotrectinib and entrectinib for NTRAC fusion proteins or crizotinib and entrectinib for ROS1 fusion proteins bind the active kinase conformation in the ATP binding pocket to deactivate the kinase domain, which then slows uncontrolled tumor growth and limits the survival of cells harboring these pathogenic fusion proteins. Unfortunately, resistance invariably develops, often due to amino acid substitutions in the fusion protein called solvent front mutations. Gatekeeper mutations, located deeper in the ATP binding pocket, can also mediate resistance. Most of the currently approved and some investigational ROS1, ALK, and TRAC kinase inhibitors have an extra chemical group that extends to the solvent front area of the kinase. This makes these drugs vulnerable to solvent front mutations, which can create steric interference with the bulkier TKIs within the binding site of the tyrosine kinase. These acquired resistance mutations that emerge only after a tumor has been exposed to the drug limit their efficacy. 
The next-generation tyrosine kinase inhibitors, such as repatrectinib, are designed to maintain or enhance inhibition of the targeted kinase in both kinase inhibitor pretreated and kinase inhibitor naive cancers. They are smaller, more compact, and have rigid three-dimensional macrocyclic structures that bind inside the ATP pocket of the target kinase and precisely attach to the adenine binding site of the active kinase conformation. The ability of next-generation tyrosine kinase inhibitors to inhibit the active kinase domain in the face of a solvent front mutation or gatekeeper mutation overcomes clinical resistance and slows tumor growth, providing an effective therapeutic option for patients with ROS1, NTRAC1, 2, or 3, or ALK fusion-positive malignancies, including fusion-positive non-small cell lung cancer. Let's now explore some of the emerging clinical evidence from trials evaluating these novel tyrosine kinase inhibitors. Repetrectinib is being explored in the ongoing Phase 1-2 Trident-1 trial for patients with tumors harboring ROS1 or NTRAC fusions, both after prior therapy and in the treatment-naive setting. Expansion Group 1 of the Trident-1 trial included patients with ROS1 fusion-positive non-small cell lung cancer and no prior tyrosine kinase inhibitor therapy. Patients in this group had a median age of 58, and 20% had received prior chemotherapy. In the Phase 2 portion, the confirmed overall response rate was a staggering 93%. Combining the Phase 1 and Phase 2 portions, the overall response rate was 91%. Responses seen in this trial were durable. In the Phase 1 portion, the median time on treatment was over 30 months, and in the Phase 2 portion, 93% of patients were still on therapy at the time of data cutoff. Repetrectinib has received breakthrough therapy designation from the FDA for treatment-naive ROS1-positive non-small cell lung cancer. Repetrectinib has also shown activity in the TKI pretreated setting, overcoming acquired resistance to older inhibitors. Updated data from the Trident 1 study focusing on the ROS1-positive TKI pretreated advanced non-small cell lung cancer cohorts were reported at the Virtual International Conference on Molecular Targets and Cancer Therapeutics, hosted by AACR, NCI, and EORTC. Pooled Phase 1 and Phase 2 preliminary efficacy analysis in 72 patients showed the following. In the ROS1-positive advanced non-small cell lung cancer population pretreated with one prior TKI and prior platinum-based chemotherapy, the confirmed objective response rate was 39%, 95% confidence interval, 20 to 61 the duration of response ranged from 1.8 plus to 11.1 months, and the duration of treatment in the 23 patients ranged from 0.7 to 44.5 plus months, with five patients remaining on treatment. In the ROS1 positive advanced NSCLC population pretreated with two prior TKIs without prior chemotherapy, the confirmed objective response rate was 30%, 95% confidence interval, 7 to 65. Duration of response ranged from 1.9 plus to 12.9 plus months, and the duration of treatment in the 10 patients ranged from 0.5 to 18.1 plus months, with two patients remaining on treatment. In the ROS1 positive advanced NSCLC population pretreated with one prior TKI without prior chemotherapy, the confirmed objective response rate was 38%, 95% confidence interval, 23 to 55. At the time of the cutoff, three patients had unconfirmed partial responses, all of which have been confirmed since the cutoff date, and are included in the confirmed objective response rate. 
the duration of response ranged from 0.8 plus to 15.0 plus months, and the duration of treatment in the 39 patients ranged from 0.5 to 19.2 plus months, with 21 patients remaining on treatment. Across the three ROS1-positive TKI pretreated advanced NSCLC cohorts, 18 patients, or 25%, had a ROS1 resistance mutation detected, 15 of whom had G2032R solvent front mutations. The confirmed objective response rate was 50% in 18 patients with any resistance mutation and 53% in patients with a G2032R solvent front mutation, which included two complete responses. Repetractinib is also a potent TRAC inhibitor and has received breakthrough designation from the FDA for tyrosine kinase inhibitor pretreated and TRAC fusion positive non-small cell lung cancer. Clinical data from the NTREC positive TKI naive and TKI pretreated advanced solid tumor cohorts of the Trident 1 Phase 1 2 study were also reported at the International Conference on Molecular Targets and Cancer Therapeutics. The preliminary efficacy analysis included 40 evaluable patients from the pooled Phase 1 and Phase 2 portions of Trident 1 in the NTREC positive advanced solid tumor cohorts. Of the 40 patients, 17 were TKI-naive and 23 were TKI-pretreated. In the NTREC-positive TKI-naive advanced solid tumor population, the confirmed objective response rate was 41%, 95% confidence interval, 18 to 67. At the time of the data cutoff, three patients with limited time on treatment achieved stable disease with tumor regression of negative 21%, negative 23%, and negative 27% on their first post-baseline scans and were awaiting their next scans. Duration of response ranged from 1.9 plus to 7.4 plus months, and the duration of treatment in the 17 patients ranged from 0.9 to 30.7 plus months. In the NTREC-positive TKI pretreated advanced solid tumor population, the confirmed objective response rate was 48%, 95% confidence interval, 27 to 69. As of the cutoff date, three patients had unconfirmed partial responses. Two unconfirmed partial responses have been confirmed since the cutoff date and are included in the confirmed objective response rate. The third patient with an unconfirmed partial response was on treatment awaiting a confirmatory scan and is not considered a responder in the confirmed objective response rate. The duration of response ranged from 0.9 plus to 15.1 months, and the duration of treatment in the 23 patients ranged from 0.6 to 20.8 months. Of the 23 NTREC positive TKI pretreated advanced solid tumor patients, 13, or 57%, had NTRK solvent front mutations. In these 13 patients, the confirmed objective response rate was 62%, 95% confidence interval, 32 to 86, including one patient who had a complete response. As of the cutoff date, three patients had unconfirmed partial responses. Two unconfirmed partial responses have been confirmed since the cutoff date and are included in the confirmed objective response rate. The third patient with an unconfirmed partial response was on treatment awaiting a confirmatory scan and is not considered a responder in the confirmed objective response rate. The duration of response ranged from 0.9 plus to 13.7 months. The preliminary safety analysis included 301 treated patients from the pooled Phase 1 and Phase 2 portions of Trident 1 across all cohorts. 
repotrectinib was generally well-tolerated. The most frequently reported treatment-emergent adverse event was low-grade dizziness occurring in 60% of patients, of which 76% of reported cases were grade 1. 11 patients, or 4%, reported ataxia in the absence of dizziness. No events of dizziness or ataxia led to treatment discontinuation. Dose modifications due to treatment-emergent adverse events included 27% of patients who had dose reduction and 11% who had drug discontinuation. Selitrectinib, or LOXA-195, is another selective tract inhibitor with potency against acquired kinase domain mutations. In 29 evaluable patients, all of whom had received previous tract inhibitors, the response rate was 34%. And in a subset of patients with an acquired N-tract mutation, the response rate was 45%. Talitrectinib, or DS-6051B, is another selective inhibitor under study. There is an ongoing trial in patients with ROS1 or N-TRAC fusion-positive cancers, and while results have not yet been published, one patient with a TPM N-TRAC1 fusion-positive thyroid cancer has had a reported partial response with a duration of response of over 30 months. For patients with ROS1 or N-TRAC fusion-positive cancers, consider referral for enrollment into these important ongoing studies of repitrectinib, selitrectinib, and talitrectinib. As we've outlined today, lung cancers harboring gene fusions in ALK, ROS1, and NTRAC can be effectively treated with selective kinase inhibitors. With these novel targeted agents, response rates are high, the responses are durable, and the benefit occurs very quickly. Symptomatic patients often notice relief within a few days. Given their targeted nature, the agents are very well tolerated, which creates a wide therapeutic window. The currently available kinase inhibitors offer superior outcomes compared to platinum doublet chemotherapy with higher response rates, more durable responses, and a more favorable toxicity profile. Kinase inhibitors also offer better outcomes compared to immunotherapy. While immunotherapy has revolutionized outcomes for many patients with non-small cell lung cancer, outcomes in patients with driver alterations have been disappointing. In the immunotarget study published by Dr. Julian Mazieris, patients with an ALK fusion or a ROS1 fusion most frequently had progression as their best response to immune checkpoint inhibitor therapy. In these cases, targeted therapy is the preferred initial therapy. But while the responses are impressive, acquired resistance is anticipated. The next generation of macrocyclic kinase inhibitors were designed to overcome many of the common mechanisms of acquired resistance. And when used in the first-line setting, these novel agents may prevent or delay acquired resistance. These represent an exciting new option for patients with fusion-positive lung cancer. But these options can only be explored if these fusions are detected, underscoring the need for proper and broad molecular testing for all patients with advanced lung cancer. The current guidelines are to perform broad molecular testing for all patients with advanced non-squamous non-small cell lung cancer, with consideration of testing for all patients with non-small cell lung cancer, independent of histology. While there are several approved and effective tests to identify these gene fusions, next-generation sequencing is the best upfront approach to ensure all targets are being properly interrogated. RNA-based next-generation sequencing may offer even greater sensitivity. For example, one study took lung cancer samples that did not have an actionable target on DNA-based next-generation sequencing. These 254 samples were then subject to RNA sequencing, and of the 254 tested, 13% had an actionable alteration, most common of which was ROS1. We know that patients whose cancer harbors an actionable alteration have a better prognosis, but that is only the case if the alteration is properly identified and effectively targeted with the right therapy. 
If proper testing is not performed, or if the proper targeted therapy is not delivered, that advantage is regrettably forfeit. This ends our visual exploration of novel macrocyclic tyrosine kinase inhibitors in fusion-positive non-small cell lung cancer and other tumors for today. I hope you found the activity informative and useful considering the potential future role of these therapies in practice. I encourage you to download the infographic practice aids and supplemental information resources for your reference. Thank you very much for participating. This activity is accredited by PVI, Peerview Institute for Medical Education. Thank you for listening. Download materials and complete the post-test for instant credit at peerview.com forward slash BNK860. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Turning Point Therapeutics Incorporated.